All right, Vito, you you do the intro. I'm tired of this NFL crap. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Crew Sports Pod, episode 51. I'm Vito, and I'm joined here, as always, by Michael Wakim. Michael, so how was that Bills game? Uh, Not a good time to have our worst game of the season. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely the worst. Definitely the worst time to have it. I'm not gonna lie; it wasn't even really that close, even from the beginning. It was not. It could have been. You know, the crazy thing is, a lot of folks were really, really confident about the Bills to win it all this year. It just felt like they were playing really good football at the beginning of the season and at the end of the season, and with all the stuff that happened around Demar Hamlin, it just seemed like. You know, the Bills were the team of destiny. And it seemed like your team was ready to take on the Chiefs, the bad boys. But there's a new sheriff in the AFC, and that's the Bengals. Yeah, all right. So I guess we're starting with the Bills-Bengals game then. <laughs> yeah, let's go to it. <laughs> let's go straight to it yeah. get the motions out. Oh, man. It, it wasn't – it was just a bad game for just a number of reasons. First, the game, like, it was not even that close. Like, they, they got up 14-0 immediately. We had – couple three and outs to start the game then we had a chance to get back into it we kept it like one score for a while but then just nothing you can't do anything i thought their offensive line was supposed to be bad Vito. yeah four of their five starting offensive linemen were injured and that being said they were pretty much the worst offensive line last year they found their strides towards the end of the season but yeah their offensive line is supposed to be atrocious so i was surprised they ran all over us well over 170 rushing yards it felt like we never got them to third down is what it felt like. It felt like first down, they always get like five or six yards. And then second down, they'd get the first. And then again and again, all the way down the field. It was horrible. They completely dominated our D-line. And then on the other side, their D-line, who like we knew was good, it was the stronger part of that defense, did their thing. So... Yeah, they took care of business on defense. Actually, that's what I was going to was gonna be one of the comments. I was pretty surprised that like how good the Bengals defense has gotten this year. I was already talking about last week how I think they're a top 10 group, but they show like they, they probably play better defense against the Bills than any other team did this year. Uh, I think schematically, they're just so well coached. They seem to adjust and they make quarterbacks uncomfortable. I mean, I know last year even when their defense was even a little worse, they made like they've made Patrick Mahomes out of a tough time in the second half of the uh, Bengals Chiefs championship game. And I mean, this game showed too that they could hang with the top quarterbacks, that defense. There's something about them. Like it's not just Burroughs team. There's, there's that defense too. Yeah. I mean, 10 points, we have 10 points. I don't think we've gotten near that this whole year. There was one week we only scored 17 on the jets, but like every other game we're scoring high twenties, thirties. Absolutely. No, I mean, the Bills' offense is probably one of the best, if not the best offense in the NFL. High-flying, putting on points at ease. So to barely move the ball is kind of really weird to see, unprecedented for sure. Uh, but, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Credits to that uh, Bengals defense. They're pretty well-rounded on that end. But, but... Joe Burrow continues to be the giant slayer, uh, as mentioned before. It seems like the biggest games, he just plays really, really well. So cool, so calm, never rattled. Like, that Bills crowd was so loud to start the game, and he just marched down the field. Twice. Twice, with no mistakes, those two drives, right? No incompletions, and just scored touchdowns. Uh, insane, really. It was just quick passes. The Bills' defense is very, like, you know, rally to the ball, and the weather did not help. Yeah. And it, he was... 
you'd get it out quick and it's like defense hard to get your footing so you can't just like sprint at the guy and, and like dive and tackle him you have to like set yourself a little more and that's like a few extra yards every time oh yeah especially like i mean that very first touchdown to chase uh might have been a touchdown regularly, but there's no way they're going to stop him in that kind of snow when he was at the seven-yard line or wherever when he caught the ball. So, like, plays like that, like, the receivers are getting a lot of yards after catch. Yeah, and even those, like, they would just throw the ball, like, just short of the first down marker, and the guy would turn around and, like, just get another two yards and get the first down every time. Um, oh, man, it was just it was a long game. But um, uh, the reason I thought this sucked almost more than last year's loss to the Chiefs is just because what it means now in terms of the conference moving forward. Man, I'll be the first to say after that game, I think the Bengals now are officially a powerhouse in the AFC. And I think this bumps the Bills down to the third best team in the AFC. Like heading into this year, it was Bills and Chiefs, right? It was the Bills year to knock the Chiefs off from the number one spot. It was still Chiefs number one, Bills two. I was saying that all year. Um, but now I think it's Chiefs 1, Bengals 2, Bills 3. And on top of that, I think same thing in the quarterback rankings. We had our quarterback rankings last week. We were doing the rank it. We had Mahomes 1, easy. And then we were kind of debating 2 and 3. We had Allen 2, Burrow 3. Uh, I think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. I don't think there's very much debate around that. Uh, I think Burrow's the second best. I think Allen's third now. They just The Bengals just look too good. And two years in a row in the AFC Championship, and potentially, I don't know, it depends what they do this week. It could go to back-to-back Super Bowls. Yeah, uh, I think the next 10 years is going to suck being in the AFC because now you have three powerhouses. Uh, and the Bengals are definitely yeah. a team to be reckoned with. And I think they're the second-best team now in the AFC and with the second-best quarterback in the league. So that's what made it suck even more. That's tough, but yeah, I think you're totally right there. Um, I mean, I agree with you before. Like We agreed with... Uh... Allen being better than Burrow, but after that game, I don't know. I think Burrow might just have passed him up. And I mean, it, it wasn't just that game itself, but like like you said, last year they made it to the Super Bowl, and this year they're already back. And I think it's one of their, it's like the Bengals saying, hey, we're here to stay. That wasn't a fluke run. And I mean, that's exactly what, like, I feel like they've been playing with the chip on their shoulder this whole time. And in fact, a lot of uh, Bengals players, including Coach Taylor too, were very animated about the Bengals not getting that that same treatment that the Bills Chiefs got. And regardless, I think, yeah, if all the NFL folks were came together and thought this was the most fair decision, that it was like a non-contest. So that's how the Bills got it. It might make sense, but you can't you can't use like the coaches are definitely gonna use that for motivation. And I mean, right when they asked Burrow that question, he said, uh send them those refunds. Uh because like I mean everyone was buying the Bills Chiefs tickets for the championship game. And yeah, send them those refunds because you know, the Bengals use that as a chip on their shoulder. They've had the chip on their shoulder the whole year because everyone was already saying, like, last year was a fluke. They started 0-2, and, and everyone was like, oh, that was definitely a fluke. And, you know, they haven't lost since October. They're legit. And Burroughs, like you said, is probably the second-best quarterback in the NFL. And he's coming after that number one spot, too. That's the scary thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's coming for it hard. And the thing is, so Burrow and Allen put up similar numbers, but Burrow just keeps winning big games and against big teams. Yeah, he plays his best with the best of opponents. <clears throat> and that's just really a champion. Like, like he was 3-3 three three against his own division. But, you know, he beat Mahomes. I don't know, all those big games this year, it seems like he wins. He's undefeated against Mahomes and Allen. And that's like the quarterback's in his comparison. And 
Uh, I don't know. He's coming after the next ones, too. Uh, I think looking at last year to this year, I think the Bills took a little bit of a step back. And I think Allen took a step back, too. I think he looked better last year than he did this year. <laughs> I think. So, like we talked about in that game, our offensive and defensive lines looked pretty bad against the Bengals. Uh, I think defensive line, in terms of getting healthy, I think that solves it at least a little bit. Getting Vaughn back and getting Phillips healthy. As for our offensive line, I don't like it. I think that's where the biggest change needs to come. And then all this Diggs stuff that I'm seeing online about like Diggs spat with Allen after the game and stuff is so blown out of proportion. I mean, like, I don't think anything of it. I don't think Diggs is going anywhere. I think it's good he had a reaction like that because that means he actually cares and competes. I mean, these guys, it's Super Bowl or nothing for them. If they don't end the year of the Super Bowl, they consider it a failure. Uh, so that's what they're competing for. That's what their goal is. And they didn't achieve their goal. So I'd hope they'd be a little upset about it. And, and that's why I love Diggs. You know, I love the emotion he brings. That brings the best out of the rest of the players, too. But, I mean, you can't keep losing. Uh, as for the season as a whole, though, it was a long season for Buffalo, man. I mean, like the city, too. I'm talking outside the field. Anything that happens to the city of Buffalo, the team is very a part of it and a part of the community, which is why the, the community loves them. And when they love the community. And I mean, stuff's going on in that city all year from right before the season started, there was a shooting to the snowstorms and like, games even got canceled. Um, to what went on rallying together for to what even happened in their own locker room with DeMar. It was a very long season for Buffalo. Uh, for them to be able to like, you know, stick together and get through it is says a lot about them. And I guess we're on to next year now. Yeah, I mean, putting in that context, very impressive stuff that they were able to do on and off the field with emotions. I mean, good to have emotional presence like Diggs, a vocal leader like that. Uh, but it is tough, though, because, I mean, you guys lost an AFC championship two years ago, last year in a divisional round against the Chiefs twice in a row. And it just seemed like, you know, this is your tier to make that revenge, make it happen. Uh, but, yeah, there there just seems to be someone else emerging in the AFC. There's three... Three top dogs, and um, and we're third now. That's what made this year suck the most. Yeah, just a realization. Well, the thing is, when the year started, it just seemed like Bills were trying to become first. Like, they would be the first of those three. But as the year progressed, it seems like they're number three in that tier. And that's just tough because the thing, the thing about the... Thing about the Chiefs is we learned without Tyreek, they're still the Chiefs. Like Mahomes is just him. Uh and then the thing we learned about the Bengals is they're still young. They have a lot of people that aren't even like Higgins, Burrow, and Chase are all coming back. They're big three on offense for sure. Like a lot of people are coming back, no questions asked. So you know they're gonna stay. But Buffalo's future is a little more in the air when it comes to like who's coming back and who's not. Yeah, we got a couple of free agents on defense too. I know Tremaine Edmonds is going to be a free agent. Uh, I'd love to bring him back. He's amazing. But we need to do something about our line, honestly. Like, like look what the Chiefs did. They redid their offensive line. They're amazing still. I think that's a huge key. That's true. That's such a true observation. I think every team benefits from an offensive line. And oh, it's required. No matter how good everyone else is, you need an all line. Yeah, three of the four teams left. Apparently have a great offensive line, with the well, only exception being the Bengals. I, I, I don't know how the Bengals keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we are people are people are capping about their line. There's no way they're not that bad. Every time I watch them, they do pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Last year's playoff run was a totally different story. Burrow was getting sacked left and right, but this year their offensive line seems solid, even with injuries. They looked amazing last week. So, 
But anyways, um, yeah, that's a tough loss, but my fan base is pretty used to the things called losses, so it's not even that big of a deal anymore for us. <laughs> so join the dark side. Uh, hey, man, I had some Bears fans talking crap. <clears throat> Sparsh. <laughs> if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Wait, what did he say? <laughs> not to put it on air. But... He called this a yearly tradition, losing the playoffs. I told him at least our season doesn't end in September. Yeah, I can't argue with that, but uh, I almost think, like, when we lost to the Eagles in 2018, that feeling felt way worse than losing any other game as of late, so I could totally relate. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that hurt, bro. Bro, because that year, the Bears were actually so good. Like, we, we destroyed the Rams. We, we were just beating everyone because that defense was stacked that year, but Trubisky actually looked good that year, too. We basically had everything but a kicker, and that really showed. That's crazy how the kicker was a weakness and cost you. Uh, we saw it with Dallas. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dallas. Uh, the, the Dallas is worse than just him. The Dallas 49ers game was an interesting one. Brock Purdy, a lot of folks are doubting his ability in the NFL. And to be honest, he definitely looked worse. Like, I definitely, like, that was one of the observations I was trying to make. He hasn't played that many good defenses yet, and he definitely didn't look that good, but. That 49ers defense is insane. Like, they made Prescott look uncomfortable all night long. Uh, he should have thrown more picks than he did. And the thing is, that 49ers offense has enough weapons that Purdy could be average and still, like, they could score a lot of points. I was going to say, Purdy outplayed Dak. Yeah, he definitely did. I mean, the thing I was most surprised about, Purdy played, all right, not like a crazy great game, bro. He's the... the Literally the last pick in the draft, and he's started what, seven games now. Definitely not expecting him to throw four touchdowns against one of the top five defenses in the league. But clean game. He did not throw a pick. I really thought they would get to him, and they'd pressure him into a bad decision, and they did not. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he didn't make any mistakes that would cost them. But for a lot of the game, they weren't scoring points until like the end. Like they scored ten of their ten of their nineteen points in the fourth quarter. They weren't getting touchdowns, but um, hey, knowing that your defense is playing that well, the big thing it was a quarterback is to win games, not and make sure you don't lose it for your team. So he did just that. Yeah, well, you could say on the other side, Dak kind of cost them with the turnovers and bad decisions. Yes. Oh man, they were driving that one, or maybe two of the drives that he threw picks that they were moving the ball and he just gave the team ball away. I was upset. I was. I actually thought Cowboys were going to pull it off because this is actually a revenge game. Because last year, the 49ers came into Dallas to ruin the Cowboys season. So I thought the Cowboys would be extra motivated to go into San Francisco and ruin the 49ers season. In fact, I think, because uh, I'm on Twitter and I always see all these players beef. I think uh, I was, I was think it was Micah Parsons who said this is the team we wanted to play. And the 49ers were, uh, took that as chip on their shoulder and afterwards uh, went, went at him and said, uh, the, the, you said you wanted us or something. Well, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, you got him. Uh, <laughs> that 49ers team is a very good team. And then you got, like, Brock Purdy in the middle of it. Who, like, I mean, if you keep playing clean games, it's hard to beat them. Well, they'll have to play a pretty good team themselves, though, when they uh, go to Philadelphia. And Philadelphia, uh, the Philadelphia Giants game, the Eagles-Giants. Oh, wait, before we go to that, actually. Absolutely. Before we go to that, can you, what was the last play of that game, though? This reminds me of that. Colts Patriots game that went viral with the uh, formation and where that's 
uh, center snapped to the quarterback, and there's only the quarterback and center on that side of the field. And then they just stacked him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The thing was, what the? Okay. It was weird seeing like Zeke snap it, and then the funny seeing him just get run over right away. <laughs> but then you had like offensive linemen all the way on the side, right? So I was thinking, like, oh, they're going to like toss it to one side, and then like the dude's got a convoy of blockers in front of him. And then Dak throws it to the middle of the field. The guy's by himself. Yeah. And he just gets tackled right away. What was that play? What? <laughs> that was the quickest last play of the game. I was expecting a bunch of laterals. And he got drilled. That guy got, he got. He was by himself in the middle of the field. What did he think was going to happen? Yeah. Oh, man, that was just bad. Well, the thing is, I think maybe Dak expected a little more protection from Zeke, which is also kind of crazy. Oh, bro, what? He had to snap the ball and then look up and block a, a nose tap. What do you think is going to happen? He's getting pancakes. <laughs> he, he got his, That play made me realize, like, how many levels there are to that. Because Zeke is, like, I, he's a big back. He's, like, 220, 230. Like, he's a big dude. But compared to a D tackle, he has no chance. Well, he's also got to snap it and then look up. Like, that's. Center is not easy. Yeah. Especially if you're one on one. Like you're supposed to go off and like to the side and like help or something. Not not one on one immediately. That's true. Yeah. He had no leverage. He probably has barely any trading. Uh that was just Yeah, that too. That's what I don't know what they were thinking. And then just th- throw the screen to the side. And then you, you had like three offensive linemen on one side standing in front of a receiver. Could have been a decent play, yeah. But man. That's what I thought they were going with that, but that 49ers defense, though, well-rounded. Bosa and Warner are insane to have the same front seven. But Warner is so fast, I didn't even realize that until that game. There's, like, plays of him, like, covering CD in the slot. Like, CD's a wide receiver one. Like, he's definitely a top-ten receiver in the NFL. No linebacker should be able to keep up with him. No, that, that defense has a lot of good players, man. Ward, too. Funga, emerging star this year. Yeah, oh, man. That uh, the, the they're a tough team, but they had to face a really tough team themselves, uh, when they go to Philadelphia, uh, and play Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, who've only lost one game with him healthy this season. They've been a force to be wrecking with. It's like two teams that are so well rounded, all phases of the ball clash against each other. Both of them probably having the best combinations of offensive and defensive lines, respectively, if that makes sense. Like both of them have strong lines, and I think both of them combined have probably the two best combined lines. Yeah, and the Eagles, you know, since Hurts have been back, they look really good, and they looked really good last week against the Giants. I mean, that game started off 28-0. Yeah. was not anything close ever. Eagles are nice. Yeah, they are. They are on a mission. And coming, going into Philly, it's going to be loud. And... So Eagles, uh, uh, obviously, Hurts having a great year. Their offensive line is having an amazing year. If they lose, they have three offensive linemen going to the Pro Bowl to put put that into perspective, which is insane. But AJ adding AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, I think, took an upgrade from last year. Like their offense is so explosive, they could put up a lot of points. And it's not like it's not Mahomes, it's not Allen. It's just like every part of their offense is good. Yeah, great offensive line. You got pretty solid backs, and they got. Three of them, two good receivers and a good tight end. Yeah, uh, good receiving backs too. And then Jalen Hurts play all year has just been great. Um, and and definitely a dual threat when he can run around. He scores. A, I think he's, he scored a lot of touchdowns with his legs this year. 
Uh, and not just not just like from the one yard line. He'll run it in from like the twenty and stuff. Yeah, he's still the dual threat quarterback he was last year. Uh, but now he has people to throw to. He's a much better thrower too, I think. Yeah, I think he did take the step up, throwing some absolute dimes. And yeah, Devonta Smith uh, and AJ Brown are a pretty good receiving group. And then their defense uh, is pretty like pretty loaded too. They have a really good D line themselves. And their secondary, uh, I think they have two one of the best, if not the best, corner cornerback duo in the NFL with Darius Slay and uh, Bradbury. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, their defense pretty solid. I think it's not as good as the 49ers, though, but, like, yeah, playmakers. Uh, and they come up with, like like we said last week, they come up with big plays when they need to. Like, they'll get a takeaway at, like, very opportunistic times. Absolutely. I mean, no shot surprise that two, these are, like, actually, all the teams left had 15 wins, including playoffs, which is pretty impressive, uh, except except the Bengals. It's one of those weird situations. I think I honestly think the four best teams are the teams that are left. I mean, isn't that what's supposed to happen? Yeah, it's supposed to usually happen. But I always feel like there's always like a random run. Uh, uh, yeah, like well, well, someone knocked off a top dog and like. Yeah, like last year it was like Bengals where I was like, okay, they're kind of like a pretender. And actually, last year a lot of folks off the Forty ers were pretenders too. The Forty ers they're always such a good team, and then like they're missing the quarterback piece. That's true. I feel bad for the 49ers because they've been so close so many times with like Kaepernick. They went to the Super Bowl and lost. And then Garoppolo's been there, been to the NFC Championship a couple of times. Super Bowl as well mm-hmm. and lost. Yeah, they've been, they've always been there, but they're so close and just so far away. Yeah, but that's how they can afford the rest of the team is because they don't have to pay for a quarterback. That's true. That's so true. Yeah, they have every part but the quarterback. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for that one. Honestly, very underrated matchup. Uh, we ain't talk Jack Chiefs. I think the only takeaway from that game is is Mahomes gonna be good and ready for next week. Like high ankle sprain is not something easy to deal with. But outside of that, that if Mahomes is healthy and ready to go, I still think that's the team to beat in the AFC, just because Mahomes is there and Kelsey's amazing every play or I mean every game he just comes up big and somehow Andy Reid gets Kelsey open who all eyes on defense should know where Kelsey is all the time but somehow he's they still can scheme him open and then defensively I think pretty solid they got a good line the Chiefs having good offensive and defensive line I think is what solidifies them as like top dog in the AFC yeah their improvement on both lines have been it was astronomical. And like I felt like during the Chiefs Jaguars game, when Lauren, uh, when Mahomes went down, like they didn't really seem to miss too many beats. They missed. They slowed down for a little bit, but their defense, you know, kept them in the game. Didn't allow any scores like that. And their offense was able to run the ball down uh, the Jaguars' throat. Which I mean, shout out to Pacheco. Like I didn't realize how physical of a back he was for his small size. I told you, man, that dude is a. Is a bullet. <laughs> he was he was causing like it looked painful when the Jaguars players were making tackles. Yeah, he wants the contact. I mean, he does not like like you know dive off to the side or whatever. I mean, he just hits you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he goes straight for it. I mean, there was that play where I two players tried to force him out of bounds. He stayed in bounds and made got a few more yards. He was just physical, but. And made sure to hit them. <laughs> and hit them too all the way, yeah. He didn't did go around. But that Jags Chiefs game really showed that the, the Chiefs aren't just a Mahomes powerhouse. They're just a well-coached team. And Mahomes, even on a bad ankle, could, they're still going to be a dangerous team to beat in Arrowhead. 
Yeah, uh, it was funny too though when when the drive that Mahomes had to sit out ended up being the longest drive in Chiefs history, a ninety nine yard touchdown drive that Henny took him down the whole field. <laughs> that is wild. That yeah, he didn't even have that record. Mahomes, that I mean, yeah, Chad Henny takes that record, but that just shows Andy Reid's offensive brilliance is insane. Yeah, that's that is a good coach. That's why that's why I think they're gonna be a good team like forever. I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes starting a ten year deal. Kelsey's got years to come, and then I don't think Andrew Reid's going anywhere. That's gonna be dynasty. But yeah, let's move on to the conference championship games now. We got these final four teams, as I mentioned uh, before. I think this is one of those very years that the four best teams have moved on. And I'm sorry about the Bills. I know you guys want to make the argument that you guys won the four, but I don't think that's the case anymore. It didn't look like it in the playoffs. Yeah. In the regular season, yeah. But the playoffs, I think we had our two worst games of the year, offensively, were the two playoff games. Can't have that. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Then you look that great against the uh, Dolphins. Uh, and the all-line was horrible then, too. But, uh, yeah. Let's talk chiefs Bengals. Well, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one because Mahomes is 0-3 versus Burrow. Has not beat Burrow in all of 22, but maybe 2023 is different. But, I mean, he's already injured, so that's that's already going to be tough. That is definitely the biggest question mark is how he- – he's going to try and play no matter what, right? But how healthy he's going to be? And can, like, a 50% Mahomes get you past a team you haven't beat all last year, last three times you play, they beat you? Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. I mean, this is literally last year's AFC Championship game in the same menu. The thing is, I don't think Burrow, like, takes his foot off the gas. Like, he's just so cool, calm, and collected. Like, this kind of pressure doesn't seem to face him. So, uh, and the Bengals are, have known to, are known to schematically, like, make a quarterback struggle on defense. Like, they do everything that makes it hard for Mahomes to be comfortable. So it's going to be hard. And yeah, it just seems like the Bengals are the team to beat. And now it seems like the roles are reversed. If Bengals win this, they could be the head of the AFC. They could be that one team because, I mean, Burrow's only been healthy two years. His rookie year, he was injured. And both those years, they would be going to Super Bowl if they win this game. That is true. The, the argument then does start to present itself. I still think, though... It would be Kansas City because Kansas City has won a Super Bowl. And I think after this year, they have a two-time MVP quarterback. Um, But the thing for Cincinnati in this game is if their O-line is actually bad, it gets exposed more this week. I don't think somehow the Bills D-line was supposed to be good and and we were crap. I don't think they just dominate Kansas City's D-line like that. So if their O-line really is a weakness, it's getting exposed. And I mean, I think it is. Uh, I don't know any of their offensive linemen. I think Kansas City's D-line, they saw what they, what Cincinnati did to Buffalo. I think they're going to be a little more prepared for it than Buffalo was. I think they're going to give them some problems. Uh, so that's where I think Kansas City can kind of close the gap a little bit, given that Mahomes is not going to be 100%, and their offense isn't going to be like 100% as effective as it usually is. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I do think I do think uh, the Chiefs' defensive line looked pretty impressive. Like I know the Chargers have a really impressive D line with Boza and Mac, and I almost felt like the Chiefs were putting more pressure on Lawrence than the other way, like than Mac and Boza were. So uh, Chris Jones is great, and they've seemed to dial up a lot of schemes like that. That secondary's improved a lot, so I'll give it to the Chiefs. But that being said, 
the Bengals destroyed the Bills. I think the Chiefs will keep it a little closer. Uh, but I'm still gonna go with the Bengals money line, and that's my pick. Uh, for my for my bets this week, uh, I'm gonna put fifty dollars on the Bengals money line. Minus one thirty is the odds, and yeah, I'm pretty feeling pretty good about this one. It is crazy to see how much the line moved because you know it opened up at Chiefs minus three. Yeah, and it's moved all the way now to Cincy. I think minus one and a half. People are coming to their senses. There's a new sheriff at the AFC. And that's the Bagels. There's a team to beat. All right, all right, all right. Settle down. <laughs> uh, I got two bets for this game. First, I got player props. Right, we got both teams to score over 1.5 touchdowns. Travis Kelsey over 64 and a half receiving yards, and Isaiah Pacheco over 34 and a half rushing yards. Plus 165, I put 30. Whoa, you got Isaiah Pacheco for just 35 rushing yards? Well, it's an alternate line. So it's like, it's a little worse odds, but like oh, I okay. compared it with everything else. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because I think if Mahomes is not going to be 100%, they got to run it. And then Travis Kelsey always comes up big. And then two touchdowns for both of these teams, I don't think should be a problem. My second pick for this game, for 20 bucks at plus 110 odds, is Kansas City money line. Now that since he's favored, we got some good odds on Kansas City. Take the money, yeah. And and obviously, if Mahomes is like less than fifty percent or something like that, don't think the Chiefs can pull it off because just how good since he looks right now. I think we mentioned it. Every team that's left is hot right now. 49ers haven't lost a game since mid October. I don't think the Chiefs have either. Since he's lost a random game to the Browns or some divisional opponent, probably, and then the Eagles have only really lost one game with Hurts healthy. So, like, all these teams are hot. If your star quarterback is out and you're going up against a hot team in the conference championship, that doesn't go too well for you usually. But I think they're gonna do whatever they can to get Mahomes healthy ish. I think you get a 75% Mahomes. Kansas City doesn't lose four in a row to the same opponent. I think they're too well coached for that. Although, since he's pretty well coached as well, but. Yeah, I was going to say, since he's pretty don't underestimate Zach Taylor. And the defensive coordinator is solid too. Yeah, a lot of those schemes. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to see, like, I hate, I, like, if Mahomes is healthy, I don't think they would lose that fourth one in a row. Like, it's just too much to lose the same opponent. But with Mahomes injured, the Bengals still have some kind of chip on their shoulder. They want to win the Super Bowl. They know they're like they're not here to just play like last year. Like last year, they're playing not to lose. They you know they they got the underdog mentality. This year, they think they're the best team in the NFL, and I mean they've been playing like it. So, but yeah, I, I I'll agree to disagree, but I don't. I respect your take. I, I think it'll be a close one. I mean, I just hope Mahomes is like as healthy as he can be, so we get the best game. Yeah, I do too. Same, same. I want a close game. I don't want, I don't want to blow out anyway. Uh, all right, the next game though, both teams really hot. Like you said, 49ers Eagles. Oh, it's a matchup. I just saw this. Uh, just while we're doing this pod, the number one offense in the NFC, the Eagles versus the number one defense in the NFC, the 49ers. It's gonna be strength on strength on that side of the ball, and the other side of the ball isn't really much of a weakness for both teams either. Yeah, not just weaker. Yeah, but I bet both both of those rank somewhere in the top five, maybe. Yeah, I think so too. But so for me, looking at this game, if you looked at 49ers last week, like we said, that was the first time Brock Purdy went up against like a pretty solid defense. We mentioned he wasn't able to like score too much, not drive down the field too much. He had 200 passing yards, but like he only put up one touchdown, kicked a lot of field goals. Um, I think now you're playing a better offense, and as good as the 49ers defense is. 
I don't think you hold Philly to 12 points like they did the Cowboys. Uh, so that being said, I think the offense is going to need to score more than 19. Like they scored 19 against Cowboys and won by touchdown. I don't think you can do that against Philly. And then with that, I think if they get behind, so Brock Purdy's got to make some plays and actually force it a little further down the field. It will be interesting to see against a good opportunistic defense. I don't think he has a clean game like he did last week. And then just the Eagles, you're going up against the best defense like Vito just mentioned, or the best defense in the NFC, probably the best defense in the league, actually. That should be fun. That's a real strength on strength, I mean, because Eagles, good offensive line, good run game with their quarterback and their running backs, good tight end, good receivers. They come at you anyway, but that 49ers defense, good D-line, great linebackers, good secondary. I really don't know what happens on that side of the ball, but I think they score more than 19. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, but it's going to be it's gonna be a beautiful battle between the defense and offense. Definitely looking forward to that. I don't think Hurts is going to look that well. Uh, as he did the last game for sure. It's like the 49ers definitely have a better defense, but Hurst is going to make some plays and I think he's going to make more plays than Brock. Actually, uh, Brock and Jalen Hurts also played in college against each other. Uh, in fact, Hurts played Burrow too in college, but, but I, I digress from that. Uh, <laughs> Hurts and Brock Purdy, when they played in college, uh, I saw it was a 42 41. Uh, final score, Oklahoma and Iowa State went in a shootout. The difference, though, is both these teams are going to be playing elite defenses. So contrary to what happened in college, I don't think this game is going to be a shootout. But the better quarterback should prevail because I think it's going to be a close game. And as of right now, like I know I've been doubting Brock, but I'm going to continue to doubt him. Uh, Jalen Hurts is having an arguably an MVP season. I think Hurts is going to prevail. And that's why I'm going to take them money line uh, as well. Minus 145 for the remainder 50. Keep it short and sweet this week. All right, two big bets. So my bets for this game, I did the same like I did the other game. I got one player props bet and one money line bet. I got Christian McCaffrey over 19 and a half receiving yards. I think Brock pretty loves him, just keeps dumping it down to him. Some games, he, I think last week he got like eight targets, uh, but only like the low 20s. Um, but he only needs a couple a couple catches to get that over. Uh, A.J. Brown, that's an alternate spread on him as well. Over 54.5 receiving yards. He's a big player. I think he shows up. And then, like I was mentioning, I think if the 49ers get a little behind and Brock Purdy's got to push it down the field a little more you know, to score because I don't think they can win this game just kicking field goals. Uh, I think an opportunistic defense creates a turnover. So the last leg of that parlay, Brock Purdy over 0.5 interceptions. Those two together plus 190 for 30 bucks. And then my money line bet for $20 at minus 145 odds. I got Philly money line as well. I agree with you there, Vito. Okay. We ride this this one together. Were we good in the last week's money line agreements? No. Well, yeah, we were. We were okay on the Saturday play last weekend. Yeah, we had one day that we agreed. <laughs> yeah, sure. I was opposite of you. Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah, I and took then the we two both split this one. Yeah. I I'm sure you'd trade the one you hit <laughs> if you could. Oh, I would yeah. I would take the other three as losses if the one that I was wrong about was the other way around. Yeah. If the Bills advance, you don't care who else won, but unfortunately that was the one that was a miss. 
but anyways, we can still enjoy some good football. I really do think the, this is like one of those rare years that we really see four absolute like powerhouses. Like I wouldn't be surprised if any of those four won. I'm going to be kind of surprised. I'm going to hate to say this if the Chiefs win just because Mahomes' health is such an uncertainty, whereas the other four, other three seem to have a pretty solid, healthy quarterback. Yeah, but if Mahomes gets through this week and you give him what, two weeks to recover for the Super Bowl, believe me, they're calling up the the most high-end, well-known, like, ankle specialists from anywhere <laughs> in the world trying to, like, they're going to do the all oh, kinds sure. of things on that ankle. That ankle is going to receive the million-dollar workup this week. That's so true, yeah. Yeah, that, that ankle is going to receive so much treatment. It's so crazy to think That's about. royalty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if he's not, he's definitely not gonna be 100% this weekend. But if he's not 100% this weekend, he'll definitely be close to that by the Super Bowl. I agree. So it's really oh, thinking yeah. get past this. But yeah, if they get past this, I guess anything's possible. Though, if the 49ers win, I'll also favor them over the Chiefs for the revenge factor. I totally believe in revenge in sports. <laughs> uh, I think uh, the 49ers also would be a worse matchup for the Bengals, given how good that D line is. Another chance to expose the offensive line, too. Although the Eagles have a good D-line, too. Actually, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The Eagles have a pretty solid D-line. Oh, man, that Bengals all-line is scared. Man, I was talking mad crap about the NFC all year, about how they have no one. And now, low-key, I can see the NFC winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm starting to agree, too, now. It'll be tough, because even if those two teams make it out, it'll be tough for either of them to be either the 49ers or, or the Eagles. Those are really good teams. You know, the last time the 49ers lost, you know, however many months ago that was, was to Kansas City. Oh, the Chiefs, yeah. 44 to 23, so it wasn't even close, but they got a new quarterback now. That that was the one time that 49ers defense looked pretty bad. Well, Kansas City's offense makes a lot of teams look pretty bad. Yeah, I'll give them that. I think both these games are going to be great, and whatever Super Bowl matchup is always great. So we'll be breaking down Super Bowl 57 next week, Vito. We're already at that time. It's almost February already. I'm so excited. Another year. Went by fast. Season's already over. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, we will see you guys in the next one.